0: Well, butter my butt
1: and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network country jamboree at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including Last podcasts on the Left, Page 7, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter side, fraudsters. Someplace underneath, the story must be told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last Podcast Network Country Jamboree. Get down were completely correct when you said that they saved all of the smooching for this episode.
2: It's been smooching austerity season over here. Fucking no Mm. smooches all year. And now Mm. finally they're like, oh my God. It's like they sat down and they were like, where's our like kiss quota list? And they realized they were at zero and they were like, well, let's just put like 15 into this one.
1: I mean, there have been no kisses for episodes it's been there's been no sexiness and this was i i dare say um because i am a teen on the inside i wish i could have seen more (laughs) but i like the you know what at least it wasn't almost kisses they were full-on kisses and they just let you fill in the blanks about how many times kevin had to say i gotta go freshen up (laughs) After hanging out with Moose, but man, oh my dreams! I'd, but
2: they do, Kevin. Dirty. We gotta. We don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead. But no, I was. We won't jump ahead. I was upset on uh, Kevin's behalf. Yeah. This. Episode. Even though I was happy that he got some smooches and he got some action, I was happy for Archie and Betty because I'll always watch that tape. And I, uh, you know, I enjoyed Veronica and Reggie's like hate fucking, but I also felt pretty uncomfortable about how furious Reggie seemed to be with Veronica. And how forceful and aggressive she was sexually. I actually was kind of
1: like, this is, I'm... They would never have depicted that in that same way on Riverdale if Veronica was, w- w- it, like, was male-presented, right? Yeah, like, there's, there's no like, it was very actually. I thought it was kind of weirdly aggressive in in a
2: scary way. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm not the only because I was like, okay, I guess like it all kind of ended fine, and so I was like, okay, I guess that those weird vibes I was getting was just like a, oh, this is kind of like a like a hate fuck situation, but but I definitely like in, initially. I was pretty uncomfortable with it because Reggie yeah. looked really, really unhappy, yeah. and she was just like being really pushy, push, really pushy and dominating and aggressive. And uh, you're you're t- you're so right. I like. You, we're kind of trained to like recognize that as like oh, get it girl, but like it's like no it's that's actually bad. You no, know, if he was into it, if he was into the being dominated, and he was just like
1: oh yeah no you are okay you are in charge sure 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 oh yeah no 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 I watch it <laughs> I watch it I watch it, but that is not the case. And um I will say he brought up Betty and Archie. I think that this is, might might have been I dare say the first time I've ever been attracted to Keiji Really? He's in
2: that conversation.
1: Yeah, well, so when we'll he was, get in there. Well, the Why, com- is wait, the- Why is everybody
2: smooching, Wait. Why is <laughs> everybody smooching? Wait, wait, wait. Which could the conversation where he was like, I'll stay with you no matter what? That conversation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's like>,
1: aw! <laughs> it's like, my bar is so low. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is on the floor. <laughs> when it comes to Riverdale, my bar is in the basement. I was like, aw! He'll stay with her if he knocked her up. Isn't that nice? <laughs>
2: It's actually because you don't have low standards for men in your real life, you know, no, like, but the fact that you have that low standards for Archie is honestly totally textually appropriate. The guy has offered us nothing. <laughs> Thank you. So it makes Thank sense you? that when he like slightly <laughs> steps up, I mean, he stepped up for the town before, but we could never imagine him to actually be like a good Boyfriend on an interpersonal level because he's yeah. so obsessed with himself and his own trauma, but so, so is obsessed she. With the town, yeah, and he's obsessed with the town. That's true. He he's got two loves: his own history of trauma and his town, and his father, and his father. R.I.P. He happens to be time traveling. <laughs> R.I.P. But no, Betty also- is also obsessed with her own trauma, and that's how they came together in this episode. Yeah, of
0: course they did.
2: Uh, I. Said this to I said it aloud to Jeff about how I felt about
1: Archie and he's just like, So you're saying that you you are into him because he's like, Yeah, I guess I was gonna fill the house with kids anyway. May as well be uh, the one I put inside you. And I was
2: like, Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Also, it's it's a lot of there was a bit of deja vu in this episode because haven't we oh, literally had... Like Olivia had Rodrigo? Betty? <laughs> Do you get deja vu when you're with uh, Betty talking about having uh, children, Archie? Because I'm pretty sure we saw Rivervale. this scene before, right? Rivervale, baby. In Rivervale. Oh, okay, yeah. so that's when that happened. So I was like, I actually felt like maybe in this episode they're trying to bring back some of the things, for, bring in some of the things from Rivervale, like, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure because, I mean, obviously they even said
1: it's just like it's out of Stephen King because this episode is all about the fog. It's called In the Fog and the fog is rolling into Riverdale. And up top of this episode, our four fearsome foursome have decided to have stage a coup of the town to try to get Percival Pickens out of power but where do they have this conversation MJ they have the conversation in Alice Cooper's home why would they do it I don't know (laughs) Uh, you'd think with Betty's you know what is it what do we call it terror vision
2: right threat
1: vision if you think that she would be more aware that her mother was still in the house when they had this conversation but what ends up happening Alice Cooper goes right to Percival Pickens like they're gonna do this but what are we gonna do about the fog and so the foursome don't know about the fog yet and so like we're gonna have a big town meeting invite everybody and then we're gonna form a coup right but they can't because of the fog
2: (laughs) I mean good for them as I At first it was like, fog, that's not scary. And then I thought about driving in fog, and I was like, everyone get home! Stay home!
1: It's very scary. So that's what essentially Alice Cooper goes onto the television and tells everybody that there is, which made me feel like, I'm surprised that they didn't pull back... the last episode, when she said after sundown, everyone had to be home, and I immediately thought of the
2: sundown.
0: I know. Town part of that was the last was a, episode.
2: A, same. I was like, this is just a weird way to write this. Like, we were just having an episode about sundown towns. Can you not say everyone go home at sundown? Can you just sundown? say sunset instead? Like, just change the word so that it doesn't sound so reminiscent yeah of these horrible <laughs> lynching laws. Yeah. I'm so glad that 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 bothered you too.
1: It really did because I thought that that's where it was going I was like all right, buckle up. I'm like I don't know what the hell's about to happen, but what was about
2: to happen is that the fog known as the wrath of god is coming <laughs> to Riverdale. <laughs> also like Alice Cooper is the weather lady now. I just, I truly love Riverdale's. Like, fuck it, whatever. Anybody could have any job at any time. Do whatever. I mean,
1: you watch Percival. He became, he went from sheriff to. Uh, curio shop owner which I don't know if you noticed this conversation between Alice Cooper and Percival happened and he had a monkey's paw right in front of him in these this conversation. That's good. Which I think is great. Yes. I think that the Stephen King like the, the elements that they are pulling in I, I, I am 100% here for it. Little goth baby is just like ooh I'm smiling. <laughs> so what do they decide to do during this we don't know up top how Percival is going to persevere Ooh. oh, oh. percival persevering
2: i do you think that they're gonna start to kiss who alice and percival
1: yeah do you think it's gonna be an edgar ever and ever situation
2: yuck uh i mean everybody who's in the cast should get to kiss everybody alice cooper at I just,
1: some point i miss alice cooper kissing oh remember with fp yeah
2: that's what oh. i really missed you know and like I love you know I love the roller coaster of Alice Cooper. Sometimes she's good, sometimes she's bad. She's bad, and then she comes back to the good side after being rescued by Betty. You think she's going to remember not to get bad again, and then now she gets bad again immediately. Yeah, but I guess she's bad because Percival is controlling mm-hmm. her, so that's not her fault. Yeah, it's not her fault. But the other times were a hundred percent. Yeah, she's very um,
1: inconsistent. Maybe a little bit of brainwashing. She's very inconsistent. So while all this is happening. Tony, so remember, I keep kind of forgetting that Kevin is in the middle of trying to take baby Anthony from Tony and Fangs via
2: court. Yeah, you keep forgetting, I think, because that's only been going on for like maybe three episodes, and it is surprising because Kevin, I want to get a lawyer on this, like a family court lawyer on this in terms of, because like, I just want to know what, do we, I mean, it, it, I don't think that obviously Kevin was going to be I don't know whose sperm it is so I don't know who's the biological father I don't think any of us know but I no. and obviously Kevin was either going to be the biological father or the adoptive father of the child as right. soon as the child was born but since he bailed before the child was born presumably he didn't become the adoptive father and if he's not the biological father I'm just not sure he has any claim not that like non-gestational, non gestational non biological parents like shouldn't necessarily have claim i'm just i'm just curious in as, this instance, in this instance kevin <laughs> kevin literally <laughs> was like yeah I'll, I'll raise a family with you and then was like you know what and then never mind Totally, I'm out. Completely. I'm going to Broadway.
1: I, like, immediately just was like, I'm gonna go do my thing. And, like, even that, like, changing your mind and and at least giving the child to parents that are going to take care of it. I mean, I, I, I guess I understand that. But, shouldn't he have, isn't that like giving up your... Responsibility
2: already. So why would they give you full custody? Again, again you—it's like this child has never lived with him. We have no idea. Like, it's just very interesting to me that that the Kevin now suddenly is like having claiming totally equal, uh, you know, claim to this child that he yeah. has never had any interest in, <laughs> like, who you know since being born and. Um, Right. I guess I'm just assuming that it was Fangs' sperm, but maybe it was Kevin's sperm. Who knows? But in any case, it is an interesting family court question. And and that is where they are bringing it to to family court, because Tony and Fangs are just I I love Riverdale. And they're just their general use of the criminal justice system uh, slash the court (laughs) system as a plot line, because Tony is just like, okay, Kevin, Bring it on. If you won't fight us in the streets, we'll fight you in the courts. And it's like, (laughs) Tony, do not take it to court if you don't have to. Please. If you are a gang leader, especially. Yes. Do do you not understand? The state will take your child away from you. Yes. They just took a bunch of guns, like illegal guns out of your house. What do you think is going to happen? Yes, it's not fair, Tony, but you are like a proud and vocal gang member. And I think that's great. And I think you should be proud and vocal. But please don't take it to the court just to prove a point to Kevin. Like, can you guys try to work this out in in a non Carceral way or a non state, have like, do not get the state involved with this poor baby Anthony. No. but you all have too much ego. Kevin and Fangs are way too pissy with each other yes. to work this out interpersonally. So they're gonna take it to court if they have get to. It to court. And then they're so that, but then
1: Tony's like, no, 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 you're not taking baby Anthony because you, because of your compulsive cruising, which is, I mean, You know, you you don't want the fangs to come out when, like, this is the kind of shit that gets thrown into people's faces when it comes to... It's, like, even just, like, your sexuality gets thrown into uh, underneath the microscope. And so he's all upset about this. And they're like, all right, fine. Let's try to talk this out before we take it to court. But the fog rolls in, MJ. The
2: fog rolls in.
1: And he can't get... Do you? Okay, before we get into what happens between Moose and Kevin, because yes, Moose, remember Moose from back in the day? Big, thick, meat-headed Moose that used to kiss on Kevin, which I completely forgot that when they went to have sex for the first time, yeah. that Moose's father showed up in the dorm room dressed as the Gargoyle King yeah. to scare him out of his homosexuality. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was rough. I
1: forgot about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yet another bizarre choice of Riverdale's, (laughs) like...
1: Weird! Yeah. So weird. So what is it? So Moose shows back up, and he had left essentially, like, kind of bailed and left in disgrace. So he shows up because Kevin is working late, and he's about to go over to talk to Tony and Fangs um, about baby Anthony. But Moose shows up, and I... Part of me thinks that Moose isn't Moose. What do you think? Ah,
2: uh, yeah. I felt I felt like Kevin was being betrayed in that scene somehow. I didn't Right. And be and it's because nothing good can ever happen to Kevin. And this is Poor Kevin. If I may go on my spiel about how they're doing Please. Kevin dirty. Okay. Please. In season one, I loved Kevin's cruising. Go back, play the tapes. Love it, it is on the record. We loved it because it was like Yeah, cruising is like, you know, part of of queer culture. Like this is cool that Riverdale's like portraying this. And like also he's this like, you know, angsty gay kid in a small town. Like there is he's like I mean, fi- he was like 15, so just, <laughs> you know but in reality he's in his 20s. Right. So fine. And like cruising in the woods isn't exactly a thing outside of Riverdale <laughs> as far as I know. But like you know, I I, I I thought it was I thought it was cool to be like, all right, let's like let's normalize cruising in high school. Uh fine whatever and since then I what have the what has happened with Kevin over the however many seasons of Riverdale has been like yes sometimes he gets to direct musicals but they have turned his cruising into like a pathology like a compulsion yes. like a it's like it went from being like you know a a like a again like just like a thing like this is a important cruising is like not something to be like oh my god that's so messed up no it's like, and and now they have turned it into, like, it's his biggest flaw, which I think is, like, right. super fucked up. They've only ever given him, like, fucked up um, relationships. And I think it's, if this is a show for young people, don't show them queer characters who, like, are destined to, like, have fucked up relationships. I think that that's not, I mean, obviously, like, Tony and Cheryl had, like, a, you know... Fine, but f- fucked up in the life of Riverdale, which is fine. Like Right. They've, they've had plenty of other, like, healthy queer relationships. Kevin eventually had a healthy relationship with Fangs or whatever, but I just, like, I feel like the whole Moose thing and turning his cruising into a pathology and then just, like, having him be a cop whenever they need a cop without like- Yeah, now he's a cop because his dad's a cop. It's like, that's also not how it works. But you know, that's Riverdale, Jughead. And and like without developing his own interests, it's like, oh, he likes musicals, but also his dad's a cop. So I guess he's like, I just feel like Kevin is a very two-dimensional character and it pisses me off because he's like- you know, he's always in the cults. It's yes. so easy to bury. Yeah, right. Wash. He has no backbone. <laughs> like he, it's true. He will join whatever cult there is <laughs> immediately. And I just feel upset, not with Kevin himself, but with Kevin's lack of yeah. depth. Yes,
1: I completely I completely agree with you and I completely understand. Especially if this is um Jeff's thinking on this is that Moose said. That he's going to be the new PE teacher because he was working um, for his he was got fired from his job when the lonely highway shut down because I think that he was I believe that he said the word truck. Uh huh. Yes. And Jeff was like, "What if he's BTK?" Yeah. Did I say BTK? You Did say no. BTK? What is trash? It? trash TBK. Back. TBK. Sorry. TBK. TBK. What if he's... You can see how I could mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> what if, I don't know because, what you're because about. there's a scene with Betty when like you know which we find out what happens to Betty when she was taken by TBK and that she had to dismember a body in front of him as he stood behind her. There's actually a pretty creepy episode. Yes. I'm going to throw this out there. It was kind of a creepy episode that she had to dismember this body and TBK is ripped. And you know who's a thick boy?
2: Yeah. You're right about that. Also, side note, I'm slowly working my way through the Batman and didn't, t b k look exactly like the Riddler and Batman Batman, yes. okay yes, it is very
1: like it's you know it's very like zodiac it's uh-huh. very but that's more of what the Riddler apparently i don't know I'm saying I know nothing about like i know um the movies of bitmans, <laughs> but um Apparently, it's closer to what he's supposed to
2: be. Okay. He's supposed to be like a He's not supposed to look like Jim Carrey with all the question marks. No, apparently
1: not. <laughs> apparently, that's not scary, but it's scary to some because he wasn't able to control himself on set. But that's <laughs> just a Jim Carrey fact. So essentially, Moose and Kevin bang in the in Riverdale High School, which again is. Illegal. Yes, stop having adult sex in a high
2: school, please. Please <laughs> in a don't. In high
1: school, it's, oh, please. Uh, and then he sees the Gargoyle King inside of the high school. So I feel like it's, you're right, I think it's nefarious. I think that the fog itself is nefarious. I feel like what happened, what we talked about with Veronica and Reggie, was influenced by the fog.
2: Ah, uh, Reggie was in such a foul mood because of the fog. Yes, that
1: maybe that the fog is like brought in by Percival that also like clouds people's judgments, that clouds like, like what they do, which I feel like is maybe what is being, if I'm picking up what they're putting down, which they're very rarely putting down what I think that I'm picking up, <laughs> is that the fog is a mental fog that has been put into Riverdale. It's too much. Oh, I
2: think that you're I just, right. I, I it like it. Much. And I also like the theory that TBK is moose because TBK should be someone we know. Again, if Riverdale has taught us anything, it's that it might not be someone we know. Remember, I mean, MJ, <laughs> what it was the janitor.
1: When Archie got like when the guy had the Palladium and was just like the construction worker and Jeff. When we did Riverdale Roundup and Jeff was like, "That's TBK." There's no way he's like, "That's TBK who attacked him." I was like, "No, it was someone hired by TBK." There's no way it's just going to be some unknown. And we like yelled at. But each
2: other remember that time it was the janitor that we had never met. We had never met because and then that was a fake out. Wasn't that a fake out? I think that it might Black have ended Hood up fake being out. a fake out. I don't remember, but they'll do it. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) They'll do you dirty like that, where they'll just be like, oh, TBK, no reason you would ever know who it is. We just spent two seasons on it, and now you still don't know who it is. When you find out, you won't know who it is. It will just be some person. Yep. But it would be great if it was Moose. And I guess Moose's motivation for becoming TBK would be what? The horrible trauma of having his dad be the gargoyle king. As Kevin did say, that was a horrible trauma that messed me up for life. Yeah. Which goes back to my like, please don't portray queer kid characters as like only able to be horribly traumatized. But right. that would be fine if it turned don't out.
1: Don't worry, there's Cheryl. Cheryl's not traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: This episode,
1: uh, talk about trauma. Oh, my God. Even as I said that, I was like, oh, my God, the letters. We need to talk about Cheryl. Yeah, I
2: I actually need your help with that because I didn't understand that. Who's – tell us about Heather. Who's Heather? Okay, so if I remember
1: correctly, so in this episode, guys, Cheryl – Penelope Blossom comes back.
2: Yes, thank God. And
1: Penelope Blossom, Cheryl Blossom's mother comes back and now she is a member of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yes, the one nun community that exists in the world of Riverdale. Penelope Blossom is now a nun. Um we'll get into what ends well we'll, we'll talk let's talk about what happened before the lead up to the Heather thing. She shows up, she's in full nun garb and Cheryl's like Ah uh, fie on ye, mother temptress, you get thee out of my ab- abode or whatever Cheryl says, because man, they really leaned into her vernacular and I am forever here. I for love it. it. I love it. There has never been a moment in Riverdale history where I haven't loved Cheryl. Love it. I I, I... I really do. And her fit in this was great. Yes. I love, and I love Penelope Blossom. Penelope Blossom is such a, she's one of these characters and also an actress that, like, goes with it. She does. How many versions of Penelope Blossom have we seen in this show? I was
2: just thinking that same thing. I was like, man, this woman is acting the shit out of this. Like, like, She is usually Penelope is obviously usually such like a horrible bitch. And in this, she's like this begging, like repentant, like, please forgive me. And I was like this. She is carrying the acting ability on this show. Like she is. You would have thought she was a totally different person than previous Penelope Blossom. Like kudos for, you know, just absolutely bringing it to a show this stupid.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human Thank you for calling Amika Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking, it's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes!
1: Can you imagine remember when she was living in the walls <laughs> <laughs> and gaslighting her daughter into thinking that the corpse was reanimated? Remember that? yes, that's just that's just what mommies do. <laughs> so she shows up and she's all in nun garb and she's like i've come I've come back because I want to pledge myself to Christ, but I need to finish my unfinished business with my daughter now, Cheryl does not believe her. And in fact, ends up walking in on her staring at the doll that houses the spirit of Abigail. And she's like, I'm just looking at the doll, sweetheart, which what do you think about
2: that? Also, Yeah. Why is she looking at the doll? Do we trust that she's truly repentant? Because she didn't give us a reason not to in this episode. No. And do um, at one point didn't why did Cheryl say? Why are you looking at Julian? Is that that's the same Julian doll? I guess so. Which I didn't know that uh, Julian is the.
1: I'm sorry, not I said reanimated corpse before. I meant reanimated doll. I mean, <laughs> the doll was animated. For yes, the first Jason time, was the reanimated doll.
2: corpse. Julian was the reanimated doll who was the triplet.
1: Oh, that's right. Was the triplet? I forgot that Julian is the triplet. That's right. It's Jason and it's Cheryl and it's Julian and
2: Julian the, the, the triplet. But has that doll? Yes. I thought that. I didn't remember them saying that that doll that was housing the soul of Abigail was the same doll that was housing the soul of Julian. How many souls can one doll house? I feel like, didn't we exercise the soul of
1: Julian? Did we finally get rid of that spirit maybe <laughs> is, is talking the logistics of this show is always so funny <laughs> it is and very difficult is to keep straight <laughs>
2: who has a soul which inanimate
1: objects have souls
2: and which don't
1: <laughs> so i had no idea i I'd know i i didn't we didn't know that until this episode okay i thought it kind of looked the same but i thought i don't know honestly y'all so much shit happens in riverdale sometimes you just gotta
2: go with the flow. Our brains only have
1: room to store so much information, you know. <laughs> so part of this information of something that I did remember. So how does how does Cheryl's mom get her to think that like no, she's actually repenting is that she gives her 365 letters written by Heather. Now, if I rem- if my memory serves me, Heather was spoken of when Cheryl was trapped inside of her own nightmare scape, inside of her brain, when Abigail Blossom had taken over her body. Remember when her mommy nightmare was keeping her trapped and her mommy was dressed up like a doll? Yes. And she talked about that moment. I'm pretty sure she's talked about this moment a couple of times that like i didn't remember that the name was heather but that she had a best friend who she had a crush on and she had her first queer experience with her and penelope blossom walked in on it and that's part of the hatred and the shame that comes from penelope blossom is because she knows that her daughter is um is i guess Cheryl is is gay, right? Yes, bisexual, gay. She's
2: just. I gay. think okay. just gay. She's just gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it
1: like that. Uh, but so Cheryl, so the shame of Cheryl being gay. So this has always been kind of wrapped up in the issues she has with her mom. So the letters that she'd gotten because her Penelope Blossom banished Cheryl from ever talking to Heather ever again. So Heather wrote her a letter every single day for a year trying to connect with her, and Penelope Blossom took all of the letters and kept them as future fodder just in case she became a nun. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Okay. And you're never going to believe this. I'm looking on a Riverdale fandom wiki, and there's a post from March of 2018 with somebody saying... (laughs) Is anyone else really confused about the whole Heather thing? Like, where is she? Did she move? Did she die? Also, Cheryl mentioned something about her mom tearing Harold uh Heather and Cheryl apart. So apparently Heather has appeared before, and apparently people didn't understand it then either. So you know, and this is but then they pepper it in, Riverdale,
1: <laughs> where it's like they they do in some ways Riverdale expects us to forget. And then in some ways, it expects us to have just minute memories of names dropped (laughs) into an episode, which I like it because you never know. You never know what you need to be paying attention (laughs) to when it comes to River.
2: Yeah, it's true. You never know when they'll bring back something that was apparently confusingly introduced in 2018. Who knows? A full four years
1: ago. Yes, four years ago, they mentioned this in an episode. And then Cheryl sat and read all of the letters. And that scene was ve- genuinely made me sad. She just sat on her bed with all of these letters and just cried and cried and cried. That is and sad. it made me feel really bad for her because again, like you had said, like, I wish that not all of the gay characters in um Riverdale didn't have to be. Go through such traumatic experiences
2: it's it's really tough, like you yeah, you want to show like you know you don't want to like ignore or deny like the reality that you know that queer kids have faced and continue to face,
1: of course, which is i mean which is many it's but also I think that there could be a representation of like you all like not all queer youth have to go through where it's like I yeah. Feel like this is putting in a stereotype to keep it, yeah. The stereotype of media when we don't need, honestly. Oh, dude. Sidebar though. That's why you should watch Heartstopper. I think that you would really like Heartstopper on Netflix. This is it. Is the opposite. It is exactly what we are talking about that we wish to see in media. Okay. Uh, of like of queer teens falling in love, and it is not just like. But they're
2: queer. It's so like it's not, Yeah. It's like yes. There's, there's, it's not. You know, I yeah, I am like I'm so, like I, I, you know, we're we're having fucking flying angels over here. Like we can imagine a world in Riverdale where queer people don't have to be tortured all the time with homophobia. You know, like we can if if we I mean, are- at least there's like the sheriff Keller's, but then they also but then they go after Kevin for cruising, right? So damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Right? Yeah, I do, I feel like 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 I feel like Pose is a good example of this where it's like it shows the reality of what it was like to be like queer and trans in the 90s but also it's like a show ultimately that's about like joy and like it's like Just like an extremely joyful show. And I just feel like you saying Riverdale's not joyful? (laughs) 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 Yes. Perhaps I should. Nobody gets to be joyful in Riverdale. So perhaps I can I can lodge this complaint with another show because everyone (laughs) is tortured in Riverdale. To be fair. The straight kids are tortured too. They're just not tortured by like heterosexuality. Like, you know, they're just it's just that the queer kids are just consistently done done dirty by homophobia in a way that I, I, I wish to. Show you know alternative uh, storylines for our queer characters, but or they become a nun. You know, that's (laughs) that's their that's their punishment. Do you believe Penelope? Because I was all set not to believe her because I was like, well, we never trust Penelope. Penelope's the biggest snake of all. She was brought
1: in by the fog, man. I think she was brought in by the fog and but
2: Cheryl tries to set her on fire, and Penelope like stays true. She's like, I am... Like, please don't do this. Like pyrokinetic,
1: yes, pyrokinetic. Pyrokinetically kin- yes. tries to set her on fire, yes. which was a very funny scene. <laughs> Jeff, just next to me, being like, she would be boiling from the inside <laughs> out. Just like, yeah, I'm like, stop it, stop it, stop yelling about the real bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that that came in from the fog. Also, I forgot to mention before with um, Veronica's weird aggression. The, her weird aggression came from when Reggie said that he wanted to get rid of the Hiram Lodge painting that is in their office that stares at him all day long. Do you think it is a Dorian Gray situation? Because again, we never saw Hiram, Lodge, die. I will die on this hill that he is not dead. I'm going to say this until, uh, like, years after Riverdale is done and
2: over. He's
1: not dead. When
2: you're 90 years old and your family is just, like, placating uh, you, you're going to be like, Hiram's yes. corpse was never shown. Yes, Grammy. Yes,
1: <laughs> Grammy Adams. We understand. No, you don't understand. We never saw the body. <laughs> We never saw the body and I don't trust it in Riverdale. Not when it comes to Riverdale, baby. So I don't, do you think that Penelope Blossom is true?
2: I don't know, man. I, I, I was truly not, I believed her. Like she seemed truly repentant, but obviously. She's a great actress. Fool me, shame on me. You know, like it's a. Yeah, dude. I, I should not fall for it because she's Penelope Blossom. Like, can she, can she repent? I don't think, you know, Cheryl has also become a nun recently and turned out to still be Cheryl, you know, but like, yeah,
1: but yeah. And then oh I, my God, remember they had a religion like half a season ago.
2: Yeah. Also, I love how this episode, the usually they kind of like make up like a, it's like Christianity, not Christianity. And then today or in this episode, Penelope was just like. My sister in Christ. I was like, all right, Riverdale, let's just talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Well,
1: remember last episode too, when they
2: were talking about like his will right.
1: and things like that? I was like, what? Is that? <laughs> I mean, again, it's the fog, it's the apocalypse, and it's the fog. Yes, I got right. I
2: guess you're right. This is like a very cr- biblical season. But again, it's always kind of like, kind of like Bible, not Bible. Like they don't usually like yeah. name. Jesus the Christ. No. But it's happening. Jesus the
1: Christ. They don't name Jesus the Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why. Oh, my God. I know that we're not. Well, I'll say it when we get there. We're still talking about. No, we're not talking about Cheryl anymore because we need to talk about Tabitha and Jughead. Yes,
2: we need to talk about Tabitha and Jughead.
1: Because Tabitha, remember, she can travel through time. Yes. Also, can I just say, we made the joke many times about how the candles in this episode may have been a lead character. <laughs> because because of the fog, all of the lights go out. And every single twosome scene, they're like, we've got to get out the candles. And every scene, there were like... A hundred candles.
2: Does does nobody in this town fear fire? Don't you remember there is not a fire department in town? Do you really need 350 candles to light light an empty restaurant? (laughs) And while we're at it, do you need to use your generator to light the Pops sign? Like, no, you don't. I guess you want to be a beacon for everyone out there, but no one's going to see that shit through the fog. People can't see three feet in front of them. Turn yeah. the sign off. Save yes. your fucking gas for yes. for like being able to see and eat indoors. Like, yes. Yeah. Save it. What are you talking about?
1: So, But every single scene, there were so many. I was like, what was the candle budget for this episode? <laughs> there were so many candles. And it's someone that like, We've both done like think about the high maintenance shoot that we did. About like it's like oh, if there's a snake on set, then yeah, everyone needs to know where the snake is. Everyone needs to get the brief. How the snake is like you know that like fire marshal is right off set. Like it's like staring at everyone. Why would you use so many candles?
2: I yeah I as a I I have like I'm a big fire fearer and I love a candle. Don't get me wrong, but I am just generally terrified that there a candle. It means an uncontro- a candle is one step away from an uncontrolled fire in my anxious mind. And seeing all those candles, I was nervous about it. I was like, "You guys, there's literally two of you in this restaurant. Can you tone you it need down?" As many candles,
1: you don't need as many candles. And I
2: <laughs> couldn't stop. But I guess Tony—I mean, to not Tony—Tabitha can like see the future. So if there's a future she where they all got burned to, to death, she would just go back and change it because she's time traveling and she can. Okay, break, let's, I need your help here. She has this conversation with Jughead where she's like, there was 1,300, uh, I, I saw 1,384 possible futures. That she has
1: gone back and forth because Jughead asks her if she can stop the bomb from going off. So that maybe that it would like turn back time so they wouldn't have powers, and then... Percival would never have come to town.
2: Oh, is that why? I was like, Jug had selfish reason to act like you're really gonna choose time travel to just like fix this one thing but I see, they he thinks that Percival came to town because of their powers. Alright, so that makes the sense. the powers. So yes. she does a little experimenting with her time travel. She realizes that there is no scenario in which she can stop the bomb from happening because then Percival would have like been more powerful and he wouldn't have been able to be stopped and there's out of the 1384 possible futures where the apocalypse is coming there's only two where they beat Percival and there is zero where Jughead doesn't die. Yes. But how and he's like oh two out of 1384 but like what is that? Is it like a choose your own adventure? Can they just choose one of those two or and then it, or if they could try for that one of those two, and if it doesn't work, go back and try again. Like, what level of... It gets real real fuzzy as soon as you introduce time travel, Riverdale. It really
1: does, and I think that, like, like... So, essentially, what Tabitha says is because it's a fixed event, because the bomb goes off, it's a fixed event, she can't change the bomb from going off, but she lied about that, um, because she can. It's just that none of the outcomes are good. Uh-huh. But I wonder if it's that, like, because this war is coming... Of, I'm assuming between heaven and earth, <laughs> or angels and fallen angels, um, I'm gonna assume that's also going to be fixed in time and won't be able to be undone. And I think that that's how they're going to work their way around the time travel thing. Uh-huh. Is just they get to dollop on of like, nope, that one's deemed necessary. Deemed necessary. And I think that that's what they're going to go, uh, like that's how they're going to figure that out. Okay. And I wonder if like the killing of Jughead, which we all know he's not going to die.
2: Yeah, again, we already did
1: this, Riverdale. Yes, we've done this already. That he can't die. And he even said that.
2: He's like, I've been told I'm gonna die before and I outlived it and I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed that little self-referential Riverdale because I kept being like, you already did this, Riverdale? And the Jughead's like, I've actually already been destined to die. And (laughs) I was like, "All right, thank you for talking about it, at least.
1: I do also love up top of all of this conversation between the two of them. She's like, can you stop reading my mind? And he's like, I can't hear. I have to read your mind. Oh, because I keep forgetting. I'm like, it's just not how our brain works right now. Are you thinking about the next thing that you're going to say? Am I thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say as I'm saying it? No, I don't. I know. Why do you think I slip up all the time as I'm speaking? I know. The,
2: like, (laughs) the the, the use of Jughead's (laughs) deafness is, you know, really, I just hope that they have perhaps, like, A deaf writer or someone they're consulting with to be like, can we just like use this as a plot device but not make it just like extremely fucked up? But they, I don't think that that's what's happening.
1: I don't think that they can. I don't think they can. (laughs) I don't think that they are doing that. Yeah. But that's, you know, and we now find out that she's trying to change time um, to figure it out and that there's only two circumstances in which they can defeat Percival, but also they need their powers to be able to defeat. Percival. Right. So
2: that's why they can't change. That's the why bomb. she lied. Yeah, and so thank you. Because
1: they need the powers. So while all of this is going on, so all these bombs are dropping, another bomb is dropped. So we get we finally get to see Betty and Archie get it on. And then she tells him that she's two weeks late um, with her period. And then, you know, the right. the conversation when I May have seen a glimmer of a lust somewhere deep within me when he said that I will, you know, I got, I got to put kids in his house somehow. So I guess it may as well be with you. And I was like, oh, because I've got problems. But like you said, standards low for media, standards high for life, which that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, So she starts talking about her time with TBK because TBK is back on the scene and we see the ripped TBK tell her to dismember a body. And she does genuinely a creepy scene and also genuinely the mask of TBK is very, very scary. But then we don't know if Betty is pregnant by the end of it or not. Yeah. We're going to assume that she is. uh, But this happened in Rivervale. As well, so I think that you were right that they are bringing back the portions of Rivervale and I did say, "Does that make this baby the op?" I said to Jeff, "Was like, does that make the baby like the opposite of the Antichrist? Is that like a is that like a pro mean, like, Christ baby, the, the Messiah?" And like, yes, and he's like, "I think you can just say Christ." Yeah, the pro Christ. <laughs> it's not. I'm like, it's pro Christ. <laughs> is that me? Is that what this is? Is this baby going to save them all? Definitely. Which that's. I did not expect Riverdale to be this biblical. Yeah.
2: This is a lot. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, but wasn't that kind of the story in Riverdale too? It was like, this is going to be, I mean, the thing is every, Introduction of a baby in a show is always a little Christ-like, isn't it? Because they're like, this is going to change save everything. everything. This is going to save everyone. But And then at the end, right, we, we close on uh, Betty and, and Archie looking at the pregnancy test with, like, you know... Shock. Shock. And I was like... <laughs> it must say something fucked up, forgetting that there's only two choices on a pregnancy. There's only two choices. <laughs> like, it can't say, like, <laughs> like how on the clear blue one that says, like, pregnant or not pregnant, but, like, I feel like it must say, like, Christ, you know? Like, it must yeah. It must say <laughs> a word that isn't pregnant or not right. pregnant. <laughs> it's just the crown of thorns. like, oh, no. Honestly, that's what, what I think is, is happening. For? I think that it must have a symbol that is not pregnant or not pregnant because they are like they're looking yeah. at it that are like oh. And I think it, you're you're right. It must I, uh, these are all things that I cannot do not have the like foresight to put together while watching the show, but you're totally right. There's an apocalypse coming. There's a war between heaven and earth. There's angels battling each other. There's Satan. Yes. and now uh, that yes. we have to have a Christ. And then the fog rolls we in. We have to have a mother Mary and we have to Where have a Christ.
1: Are the four Horsemen. I think that the four horsemen are going to come, and it's going to get real weird before it irons itself out. But also, when does Riverdale ever iron itself out? Do you think that they're going? (gasps) No, they're not going to do Jesus Christ Superstar, are they? Oh, my God. (gasps) How (laughs) happy would we both be?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are due for a musical episode. We are. It's about that time of year. I would... (gasps) fucking die of happiness if they did if this whole dark ass devil season culminated in a Jesus Christ Superstar musical episode please or it's just Starlight Express one or the other or it's just like (laughs) look at him go and they're on roller skates now what oh please let it be Jesus Christ Superstar Uh, Oh what! Oh man, now I'm just gonna be sad if it's not Jesus Christ. If it's not Jesus Christ, (laughs) disturb.
1: But you know what? What we do here, Riverdale roundup. Sometimes we set ourselves up for mental
2: failure, and that's okay. But sometimes we manifest good things, and you're right. We got all
1: these smooches this episode, which I needed. Some
2: smooches! Yes, we wanted our smooches, we called for them, and they gave them to us. Thank you, Riverdale. Thank you, Riverdale gods.
1: We just have to sacrifice some of the storylines every once in a while. Yeah, and, you just know, we give Kevin a break, will you? Yeah, that's, that's all Please.
2: I ask. Please!
1: I hope that he becomes good at the end of the season. Like, it's like, no, he's back to being our friend because he's kind of evil right I now. I
2: know, I know. I don't like sad, evil Kevin. No, uh, With a cruising I pathology. Kevin. I like happy cruising Kevin. Who gets along with his friends and is still Betty's yeah. best friend and like all of that? Yeah. Kevin doesn't have any friends. He just like hangs out in the dark hallways of a high school as a grown man, yeah. you know? And with Percival. It's why I'm worried that
1: Moose doesn't exist or Moose's TBK. These <laughs> of all these things that I've thrown out there. Is there a Dorian Gray situation? Who knows? Who like I is Penelope Blossom? I don't know. She can't be a nun. I don't think she's a part of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. I'm I'm throwing it out there.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna, let's just make it interesting. You say not a nun, I say she's a nun. Okay, I love
1: this. I I, I think it's good. I think it'll um, inspire debate, and I am excited for however many episodes there are left in this season, because again, (laughs) we go blind. (laughs) Have absolutely no idea how many are left, have absolutely no idea when the season will end.
2: (laughs) man what a wild ride
1: oh it is and thank you guys so much for joining us on this wild ride it was a great app I'm just saying if you listen to this and you don't watch the show it was a pretty good app yeah I enjoyed it it was good yeah and it got the smooth charm thank you guys so much for joining us and we will be back next week um with episode 13 <laughs> probably I think, I think. <laughs> thank you MJ and thank you guys um we love you bye bye This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in twenty twenty two.